The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hailbag time. Love it. We love it. Happy weekend, everybody. Whether you're watching on Friday or listening on Saturday or whenever you might be consuming this content. Hope all is well in your world and hope you're ready to dominate your fantasy football league. Your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. The letter I. Your Apple Podcast questions, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, and after the review, ask us a question. And guess, Dan, guess who decided to show up and grace us with his presence today? Oh. Look who it is. You're right. It is like a treat when we get Jamie on the mailbag. It's like he used to be a regular on the mailbag, then it's like, all right, guys, I, I'm, I'm on today, but I have a deadline, so you got to get it done by this amount of time. And then, He's a busy guy, though, Adam, you know, he especially is. this time of year. This was actually the first time you've invited me. <laughs> That's a Schaefer thing. Or Thomas did. You're always invited, man. Uh, no, it's good to have Jamie. We only have him for about 20 minutes. Dan, I uh, see you got a haircut there. You must have gone to the barber and said, make me look exactly the same as I did before I walked in here. Uh, <laughs> it's not so bad the case. I feel like we got, you know, people have been commenting and, and complimenting me on the, I went, I did a little bit of change. I said one on the sides. I'm usually yeah, a two sure. on the side kind of guy. It's went sure. for the one and, you know, some people have liked it, so. I like it. You look good, man. All right, real quick, I have a contest. Do you, do, you, do you like to go get a haircut and look completely different? Is that what your goal is? Yeah, I don't know what Adam expects. It's not my goal. <laughs> Adam's big thing, Adam's big issue with my haircut in general is like that it always looks the same. As if that's a bad thing. Isn't that what we want? I guess so, but like, you know, it doesn't, uh, yeah, anyway. Um, I have a contest uh, before, you know, we'll do this throughout the show. It's a team name contest. I'm really struggling with a team name. For for oh, you know, no. for my FFT Open League, so I sent Dan my roster. It's Burrow, Barkley, Pollard, Ridley, Deontay Johnson, Najoku, and Ken Walker. Dan, one of us has to come up with it. We have to come up with a team name. We have to figure out who's going to come up with a better team name for my Here squad. Here we go. I got mine right away. Really? Go ahead. Yep. What is it? Bark twice if you're in Ken Walkie. I don't think I could do better than that. That's pretty good. <laughs> not bad, right? Not bad. All right, let's read some emails. It's not Just, bad. Jamie has a little anchorman throwback. I got two players in there. It's, it's pretty good. Um, actually, terrific. I didn't even catch the anchorman thing. You win. Um, right? Jamie has to leave <laughs> soon, so let's go to the emails. Fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. 
This is from Colin. If the Colts trade Jonathan Taylor and pick up Kareem Hunt, when would you draft Kareem Hunt? Uh, around 10, maybe? The earliest? Like where I would look at Zeke? Yeah. Interesting. I might be a little more bullish on it than that. I just don't really trust Deion Jackson, Zach Moss, but I guess they probably would still have a decent size role. Offense won't be that good, but it will be explosive. Uh, I might go around eight. I said round nine or 10 uh, after like AJ Dillon, Brian Robinson, Antonio Gibson come okay. off the board. Uh, I, also, Dan, I wonder how you feel, but I know how Heath and Dave felt about, uh, well, certainly how Heath felt about uh, Thursday night. Jamie said something off the air. Am I the only one that was concerned that Anthony Richardson was five for 17 against the Eagles backups? Cause the guys were like raving about him and his rushing abilities. Like, you know, he has to throw the ball too, right? Well, this is the big thing with Richardson for this year. A lot of people are focusing on the rushing upside, which I, I respect. And I'm as bullish as some of these guys are in some ways. And I like swinging for fences in general and fantasy, but if they're punting a lot, they're not going to be scoring a lot of touchdowns and that's going to kill your fantasy value. So I do think there should be concern with him keeping the offense in rhythm and keeping them on the field and not having them punt all the time. So I'm, I think there's something with that, but this is what we expected, right? We, I don't think we came in here expecting Shane Steichen to make him a 70% completion type quarterback. It's going to be boomer bust style offense. Jamie, what are your official thoughts on Anthony Richardson's performance on Thursday night? Um, I, I mean, look, five for 17 is probably what you should expect. Like, that's the type of player he's going to be. You know, and I know, like you said, it's against the backups. But he, this is his second preseason action in the NFL. And he's still learning. There's going to be growing pains. It, it's going to be, you know, an evolution. Did he, did he get better from preseason game one to preseason game three? You know, essentially preseason game one to preseason game two? Yes, he did. And so that's the, the progression, you know. And so the, he... he he escaped a, a, a pressure situation that most quarterbacks take a sack and he turned into a positive gain. He threw a couple balls that not a lot of quarterbacks can make those throws. And so as he just continues to progress and get better, you hope that those things start to you know evolve for him. So don't expect him to walk in and be Jalen Hurts last year. Expect him right. to walk in and be Jalen Hurts rookie, you know, or whenever he played, you know, stepping in for Carson yeah. Wentz. Um, expect him to be probably Justin Fields last year. You know, I think he'll be more advanced than Fields as a rookie. You know, he's he, he's going to get great coaching. He's going to have, you know, the opportunity, especially if Jonathan Taylor's not there, to do a lot of things in his offense that he may not have done if Taylor is there. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Okay. Next email at fantasyfootball.cbsi.com is from Al. Dear Nick, Tony, Mark, and Ramondre. Uh, who's uh, Mark? Well, Ramondre Stevenson's the only Ramondre I know. But oh, probably, probably uh, 12 team half PPR league. Um, oh, I know what this was. This was uh, this guy's team. He wants to know if this no. in, in this half PPR league uh, from the 10 spot, if zero wide receiver works, did he execute it right? And here is his team. It is Nick Chubb, yeah. Tony Pollard, Mark Andrews, Ramondre Stevenson. And then at 58th overall in round five, he took DJ Moore. Trevor Lawrence at quarterback, Jahan Dotson, Jordan Addison, JSN, Sky Moore, Rashad Bateman, Devon A-Chain, Jalen Warren, and Rashawn Johnson. So his starting lineup is Lawrence, Chubb Pollard, DJ Moore, Jahan Dotson, Mark Andrews, 
And then like Jordan Addison, JSN, Skymore, Rashad Bateman, Devon A. Chain, Jalen Warden, and Rashad John- Rashawn Johnson on the bench. Jamie, did he make it work? Did he make zero wide receiver work? Yeah, I think he did. I mean, you know, DJ Moore is 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 a top fifteen caliber wide receiver. You know, depending on where you're looking and how he's ranked. Um, and then he took some good dart throws. And I think the best thing about it is he's got some guys who can turn into trade chips. You know, so um, it's uh, it, it's it, it's not a bad place to be. You know, like I would be trying to shop Jalen Warren right now because this may be as high as his value is. He may get better. There's no doubt about it. Jalen, you know, Najee Harris gets hurt or they decide to make this more of a split, but you may you know, be looking at somebody that went a little bit more heavy wide receiver and you can get, let's say, a Tyler Lockett, a Mike Williams, a somebody else that can help your team because if the three guys that you drafted early, Chubb, Pollard, and, and Ramondre stay healthy, Warren's not cracking that lineup without a Najee Harris injury. So I, I would be shopping that type of player to try and get another wide receiver. I mean, I love this team, but that's because you got DJ Moore 58th. I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. That's my only concern about waiting that long. You might be looking at more something like Chris Godwin as your number one wide receiver instead of DJ Moore. Um, but half PPR, though, is a little different. The, the full PPR, I think you, you, you'd be surprised. Half PPR would not be shocking to see a player like DJ Moore get into the 50s. Okay. Well, yeah, the 50s, yeah, but it's the end of the 50s. But still, it worked out. Well, his, okay, because his ADP is like 52 on Fantasy Pro, so that's full PPR. All right, fair enough. Good job. Uh, this one uh, is from When Does Football Start? My goal this year is to draft the all-on team, which will be comprised of guys with names that end in on. So far, I have Aaron, Bijan, Saquon, Damian, Jackson, Traylon, Roshan, Devin, Dalton, Jamison, Dion. Dal- is this a league winner, Dan Schneier? It actually looks like a pretty damn good team, but my issue with it is his, you know, we, what are we doing? It, Dalton, first of all, it's not Dalton, right? And there was a few others in there that were definite stretches with this, with this strategy, with this. Um, Damian trend, so. Jackson, Traylon, Roche, uh, Damian Pierce, right? Well, I mean, you get so, Ramondre in there. Stevenson, Stevenson, yeah, yeah. Stevenson. I'm good with that. Richardson, yep, could do that. All yeah, right, this a lot is of options from Joe, who's a better running back from week did, four. Did, on. Did, you, did you catch what just happened there, Adam? No. Dan was upset with Dalton. I said Stevenson. He agreed with me. <laughs> it's Dalton. That's right, because it's Dalton Kincaid. It's Dalton. What about Stevenson? It's Stevenson. not Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. But it's not Stevenson. It's Stevenson. <laughs> You're right. It is Stevenson. You're right, Jamie. Uh, from Joe, who's a better running back from week four on? James Cook or Alvin Kamara? That's a great question. Kamara for me. I'm going to say there Cook. Is, it, Oh, you're going to go Cook. Okay. I yeah. mean, I, Cook and Pierce are my favorite running backs from the tier two, three range that I'm just drafting all all offseason, continue to. Now, finally, their price is catching up, so I love them. But Kamara is an interesting one to me because their schedule is so easy. I think Carr ultimately improves his outlook in my mind. But will Jamal Williams take the red everything from the red zone from him? Because then we're losing a lot of value there. So, it, And that that I still think is, is up in the air because they don't think they're a better team in the red zone with Williams versus Kamara, in my opinion, because you can do more and you could be more multiple with Kamara on the field and you could be passing or running. But they may view it as Williams is so efficient down there that let's get him in for the majority of those snaps. And that will definitely really hurt Kamara's value. But who I think the thing you got you to look at is who's got more competition. Right. Yeah. You know, you, you alluded to this. Is Damien Harris and Latavius Murray worse than Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, and Taysom Hill? 
But you know, actually, it, it Jamie, could... you got to remember Josh Allen. That's what I thought you were going to go. Josh Allen is well, major yeah, you know, touchdown competition. Factor in Josh Allen, hundred um, yeah. percent. That that should absolutely be the case. But yeah. I think just in terms of of the the traditional running back touches, like how much is is Kamara losing? And and look, we saw it last year. He 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 did not look good down the stretch. You know, byproduct of the offense, byproduct from coming off the field. Who knows? You know, maybe now that the the whole suspension thing is behind him because that was. You know, still a, a looming scenario. He didn't know his fate. You know, we didn't expect to be suspended last year, but he didn't know what was going to end up happening. You know, th- those things might play into his psyche. You never know. But I, I, it should be a better offense in New Orleans. I'm just going to lean toward youth here, and I think James Cook's opportunity is probably a little bit better than Kamara. Kamara's is still the better player, but opportunity, I think, is favoring Cook. He's 28 years old, Alvin Kamara, and has not had a run of longer than 30 yards in either of his last two seasons. And that is a major wow. red flag, but I don't know. I mean, I, I want to. I just want to say that that's something that with Le'Veon Bell, with Ezekiel Elliott, those were huge red flags that showed they were obviously in decline. For some reason, I'm a little more optimistic about Kamara. I think it's because, in my mind, I mean, certainly compared to Zeke, he doesn't have nearly as much wear and tear. He had. He's been as far as just carries go. Like you see, the way Austin Eckler has aged very well. I think when you're not getting smashed at the line of scrimmage. 250 times a year it helps um, but I can't get over that he's been a pretty bad running back an inefficient running back with no big plays for two straight years and he's 28 so that is you know something that you you at home are gonna have to figure out how you feel about that and you may have the numbers on this days or stats on the, these aren't even either stats are real stats but how much two years ago when he was had that productive stretch in fantasy wasn't that bo- buoyed by a lot of to touchdown production in a short samples, like in a short period of time. I, I, I probably should have, I wish I had a chance to look this up, but I remember him having like a three touchdown game against the Vikings or something on a night game and, and a four touchdown. And the, I feel like the big plays weren't there. It was just kind of touchdown dependent. And that is, in my opinion, up in the air with Williams there. All right. This is from Matthew. Subject is dynasty threesome in a startup dynasty PPR league. Which of these th- threesomes do you prefer? <laughs> Mahomes, Bijan. Why are you giggling? Why are you giggling? Oh, I just saw something funny. A roach walked across my room. Uh, (laughs) That's not funny. What's so funny about that? Scary, if anything. Disgusting. Mahomes, Bijan, and Olave? Or Mahomes, Gibbs, and Chase? Ooh. Yeah. That's a fun debate. Uh, I will take Mahomes, Gibbs, and Chase. I will, too. And I think that says a lot about what you should do if you have Bijan on your roster right now and you're re- in a rebuilding mode like I currently am in one league that I inherited, the uh, YOLO league. So I think I need to try to move Bijan pretty fast because I agree with Jamie on that, and I don't know if I want my biggest asset to be at the running back position. Well, I, I mean, I, I, I guess the, the, the difference would be is I, was, I wasn't necessarily looking at it from that perspective, but you might be right. You know, okay. But who are you, who are you trading Bijan? Like you're going to try and turn Bijan into Chase or Jefferson, basically, like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm the Jefferson manager. You're not, you're not, you're, you're not, you're not getting <laughs> Jefferson from me for Bijan. Gary Wilson is interesting. You know, you might be able to pull that off. Um, right. that that's that, that that's 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 a that's a trade. I think the I think Heath is the Wilson manager. He might be willing to explore. Um, I was just looking at it more from the perspective of like the the best player is obviously Chase. You know, so right. Okay. This yeah, is Wally yeah. from a town north of Houston. All right. He, are, he tells us what the greeting is, Dan. Now, can you name the movies? These are movie spies. Dear James, Jason, Ethan, and Austin. J- 
James, Jason, Ethan, James and Austin. Bond. Uh-huh. James Bond, Jason Bourne. So uh-huh. I got those two right to start. And then yeah. what are the other ones? Ethan and Austin. Uh-huh. Austin Powers. I got uh-huh. that one right. Yep. And now Ethan. Yeah, uh, this this one's impossible. This is the one bro. I'm gonna miss. Yeah. That's stupid. Then. No, I, I'm out. Nah, this is like this mission. Power. This mission is I'm impossible. happy enough to get three or four. Yeah, this is definitely impossible. And, and, and no this catch. podcast will no self-destruct catch. if you don't answer it. Really? I just told you this mission is impossible. Oh, oh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, which I don't, good I've never job, seen, good so. job. Um, you know, I've never seen Mission Impossible. Am I right about that, Jamie? Is is that Ethan from Mission Impossible? I've never seen it either. Yes, Ethan Hunt. Okay. You've never seen it either? No. Wow. Any of them. You're a movie guy. Correct. Never seen them. Oh, my God. I'm just not a movie guy. That's my excuse. I don't know what Acer's excuse is. <laughs> Roaches. Uh, <laughs> what happened to the idea of value-based drafting, ranking players based on how much better a player is compared to a baseline player at the same position? It seemed like you talked about it a lot last year, and I haven't heard it mentioned going into this season. Is value-based drafting still a viable draft strategy? Um, I don't know really much about it. I, mean, I know what it is, but I don't do it. Dan, I was hoping yeah. you, you did. No, nope. I don't do that at all. <laughs> so, um, but I think we all bake it somewhat into our process, right? The reason yes. Travis Kelsey goes so high is because of a value-based drafting style of approach. Yes, yes. Um, what? Are but the- I think the people who use like the numbers to do it, I don't think those are. I don't think that's a viable strategy. Personally, I never did. Yeah, the, he also asked what are the downfalls of it. It's all based on projections. So I feel like right. if you want to go off of off of your project, if you want to stray from projections because you like a player a lot then you have to get away from the value-based drafting, I think. All right, from Austin. You know, when we go to this long view on the YouTube, by the way, when it's like this long outshot, it really looks like I'm on the can. This is, this is not a good one for me. We zoom out to that long view. <laughs> uh, from Austin, I'm picking seventh in a 10-team full PPR league. If I go receiver-receiver from the seven spot, is it too early to take Jameer Gibbs at 26? Not at all. No. Yeah. Okay. With Jamie. That's a great play, I think. From Ken. Wide receiver, wide receiver build. I know it's super last minute, but any chance you guys can talk about salary cap drafts in an upcoming show? So I did this last week because I feel like we do talk about it on the mailbags maybe, and maybe some people don't hear it. But Dan and I talked about our salary cap or auction strategies. Jamie, give me 30 seconds to a minute on how you should approach salary caps. Uh, I would always nominate players you don't want early. So get some people to bid on those guys, get their money out of the way. Um, I found, I did this in our last salary cap. While most people are looking to acquire the high-end talent, I would try and when it's your turn to nominate a player to get some of the later round guys that you want, you might be able to get them a little bit cheaper. So like Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, Jalen Warren, you know, they, people may say, oh, I don't want to, you know, bid on them yet they're one dollar players maybe put them for two dollars or three dollars depending on what your budget is so get those guys in early if you can maybe you're able to steal a few of those guys and that's essentially what your bench looks like um and then you have to i think just tier 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 your your rankings um because you want to get in at, at, at some point on a tier uh of a player that you want you know or a grouping of players that you want because if if those are the guys that you're really trying to target you don't have to necessarily go the high end uh, but you can get a bunch of you know mid-level guys in those tiers you'll be pretty happy about that and Dan actually did a uh, FFT and five with Chris Towers about this, so you can find that in the FFT and five feed, or you can um, look actually on YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootballToday. You could find the video hey, there. I don't know when uh, this person's draft is or, or salary cap draft is, but we're doing another uh, live draft next Tuesday, so Dave will have the story on the site. 
All right. This is from. And that's a real league that will play out. Yes. This is from Shant. 10 team full PPR league, three receivers and a flex. Um, I have the sixth pick. I'm hoping of going Cup and Tyreek, Cup or Tyreek. After that, I'm thinking about Garrett Wilson or Amonra St. Brown for my second round pick, which would be about 15th overall. Um, do you think it would be, would be better to take a running back there? I don't. I, mean, I love yeah, this start again. Go ahead, Jamie. No, go ahead. I just feel like, yeah, for me, it's like this year is so weird with wide receiver. There is, in my mind, a drop-off after that first and second tier. And if you can get two of those tier one guys, I almost think it's better to race to that than running back because I'm okay with, like, the Dobbins types uh, at, on my roster at running back. I don't feel that same way at receiver. I think it drops off steeper than it ever has. So, for me, I feel like there's the more finite resource is those top-tier type receivers. I think the question you want to ask yourself is, do you want to go, let's say it's Tyreek, Amara, St. Brown, and Travis Etienne, or do you want to go Tyreek Hill, Cooper Cup, Derrick Henry, and you know if, if those guys? I, I was gonna say Higgins is probably gone. Like I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Like Ridley, I don't think Ridley so. Ridley no, might because the, this is a ten-team league. Might so that's twenty-six. Oh, it's a ten-team ten league. Okay, you might get different. Jalen Waddle there. You might. But you'll you'll get some you'll get one of you'll get one of Waddle, Olave, Devontae Smith, T. Higgins at twenty six. So yeah, I wasn't really. If that's the case, so, then yeah. I feel like you might be able to get Mix in there too. You could, yeah. Yes. ETN. Yeah, I, I think it's a matter of which which running back you're looking at. So like if Tony Pollard falls, I, I would take Pollard in round two. You know, that's probably the only yes. one. What about Chubb? I think that's fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chubb is fine. Okay. Um, from Jimmy, are we sleeping on Brock Purdy? No, I sleep on I think so. <laughs> My pillow's name is Brock Purdy, but yeah. Uh, uh, I don't find... Go ahead, Adam. No, no, we're sleeping on him, Dan. So for me, like I look whenever I do my tiers, quarterback's the one position where I don't I think the industry ranks it the closest to how it actually be. I never find too many values or misranks, but Purdy's the one, in my opinion, this year that might be the most misranked. He was QB eight on a per game basis last year, has the best weapons in the NFL, has the best coach in the NFL, is not going to need to do much to score fantasy points in my mind. It's just get the ball out on time, get the ball out of his hands quickly. It's essentially what Jimmy Garoppolo did, but I think he's a better quarterback than Jimmy G. I've, you know how I feel about Jimmy yeah. G and his inability to play the position, but obviously it was carried by Kyle Shanahan. Well, Kyle Shanahan's still there in San Fran for Purdy. So I just look at the points per game last year. I think he's going to get better in year two in the system. They bring everyone back. I like Purdy a lot. I haven't ranked much higher than consensus. I think the thing you look for is when you get to this point in the draft, because nobody, I, I don't know where you have him ranked, Dan, but like, I don't, I don't think you're going to see him top 15 for anybody, you know? So no. it's really like after like QB 15 at this point, QB 16, you know? So the Jared Goff, Geno Smith, Russell Wilson's of the world, Matthew Stafford, you know, now we're starting to get into Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, um, Howell. Howell. Great call. Uh, that's where I think Purdy belongs. You know, so somewhere fifteen to twenty is 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 fine for him. Like I would take him over the 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 two non Anthony Richardson rookies. I would take him over Derek Carr for more upside. Not that Carr's bad, but I, I think Purdy has more upside. Uh, probably over Stafford at this point, just because of you know age and and lack of weapons. So you know, if you if you draft a number one quarterback that you love, and you're just looking for somebody that might be a trade option, that might be a good bye week replacement. 
Purdy's one of those guys. Like, I don't want to pair Purdy and Anthony Richardson together. I don't think that's smart. Right. You know, so you want to get a little bit more of a sound number two guy. But um, I think, yeah, Purdy is uh, is a great starter in a super flex and two QB league and, you know, a, a potential guy that will exceed his expectations and certainly his draft costs. Jamie, the, I don't know if you have time for like two more minutes. The last two emails yep. are directed for you. Okay. Uh, this one is from Chris. Uh, I've heard Jamie mention a guillotine league. I think Dan's in that too. Um, in said guillotine league format, did the top three quarterbacks move up as far as where you would draft them? I ask this because any one of those three could definitely keep you alive the first week or a few weeks with a little help from the rest of the team, and then you could buy other positions as they become available. Yeah, it's definitely a smart move. You know, uh, I, I I know we had the conversation with uh, Joe Pisapia. Uh, I think it was one of our live, stream, live streams or when he was on with us, but um, he took Mahomes, I think, like sixth overall, and he was the first quarterback to do so, or first uh, fantasy manager to do so, and he did it with the exact you know, strategy in mind. Like, I know I'm getting 20-plus points without question, you know, even on a bad day from him. So, yes, that's that's smart. Like, for me, I waited. I took Tua um, as, as my quarterback. So, yes, it's not a bad way to go. It's just a matter of, you know, when you're drafting, who you're passing up, and uh, and what your, you know, risk-averse feelings are, you know. So getting one of those top three guys is, is certainly a great move. That's in a guillotine league, and for those of you who don't know, a guillotine league is where the lowest-scoring team gets eliminated every week. And you start out with, what, 18 teams? You play 17 weeks? You start with 18 teams, yep. You go yep. all the way to the end. Um, and, and, then, that and then that team's players, right. Roster. That team's yep. players, the eliminated team's players, are all available for bidding yes. in a waiver wire, uh, in a fab process. Last one for Jamie. Mr. Keat says, Jamie, you passed on T. Higgins because you already drafted Jamar Chase. If they're both top 20 talents, why not start them both? You absolutely can. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, you could take Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle do the same thing. You know, you might be able to if you really wanted to pull the trigger early enough on A.J. Brown and, and Devontae Smith. It's just, you know, we, we saw, I'm trying to think, what was the year Aaron Rodgers got hurt when I think people were drafting Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb together. Um, you lose the quarterback, you're in trouble. You know, so Burrow goes down. Are you really going to trust both those guys to be starters for you with your two first round, you know, first and second round pick? So I don't like to be that risky. Um, but if they hit, you're going to be in great shape. So uh, just understand what you're dealing with. You know, one injury to the quarterback, you could be in trouble. All right. Before we take a break, I did have a note in here to make fun of Dan. I finished the bear and it was great. I loved it. You talked about your favorite episode. I had a feeling I knew who it was about. Um, and uh, you said, have you have you seen my favorite episode, Spoons? And I still haven't seen it because the name of the episode is Forks. No, I said Forks or Spoons. I didn't remember exactly. I knew it was Forks or Spoons, okay? Okay, it's Forks, <laughs> not Spoons. I know it's Forks. And I actually knew it was Forks at the time. I think I made some mistake with it. Listen, Adam, you know what? <laughs> the big factor here is was I right in the take or not that it was the best episode of the season? Let's first answer that. Yeah, uh, Probably. A lot of people say it was that holiday episode. I didn't I like think the holiday Forks episode as much. It was a little, yeah, I won't say, it, but I, I didn't like it as much. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was long. The holiday episode. It was a and really good my show. Take on who the best character in, is also my take on who the best character in the show is. Correct. Oh yeah, that's an easy one though. Right, it's like right out of the gate. Yeah. So. Yep. We'll take a break. When we come back, we have good Apple podcast questions and bad Apple podcast questions. We'll be right back on fantasy football today. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, I think you all know what it is. The good podcast questions are the non-keeper ones. The bad podcast questions or the bad Apple podcast questions are the keeper ones, so... It's all good, but we prefer the non-keeper ones. We appreciate the... Nobody hates answering keeper questions more than Azer. I mean, it's not that I hate answering them. It's that people hate listening to them. Nobody wants to hear a question that only helps one person. Yeah. Joey from Germany. Pick one in half PPR. Eckler, Bijan, Kelsey, or Hill. Who should I pick and why? Half PPR, Eckler, Bijan, Kelsey, Hill. I go Eckler. And why? The why is consistent track record, consistent ability in the passing game, consistent ability in the red zone. Those are the three things I look for at the running back position. Good offense, too, by the way. Really good offense. I yeah. think it'll be. Half PPR, I would, if I had 10 drafts, I'd take Bijan probably six times and Eckler four. I don't have a strong preference. So I've, come off I've come off Bijan a bunch, Adam. I'll be honest with you. Algier? Because of Algier, because of Arthur Smith. Mostly. What's wrong with Arthur Smith? I'm a little I mean, scared. I think Arthur Smith is a great reason I for He's going to play out here a lot more than he should. That's what's wrong with him. I think he will at the start of the season. I think, I think Arthur Smith might be coaching for his job, and I think he's done a pretty good job with Atlanta. Like They're not a super talented team, and they're respectable. Right. But it's time for him to... Produce. I mean, they've had these. They've had Pitts, London, Bijan as top ten picks in back to back years. We need a good offense here. And yeah. if you're coaching for your job, uh, you know you got to get Bijan Robinson on the field. You got to get him the ball. So I, I'm not too worried okay. about it. I, I think maybe like a month. And this is obviously just a guess. And then Bijan just so the, is unleashed. The one final thing I'll say about it, Adam is just like. I was in on Bijan early, and now the price has gotten ex- incredibly high. You just mentioned him like in that mix of like the fourth pick, basically overall. Third, is it fair to be okay? Third, is it fair to be that high on someone on such a bad projected offense? I think so because if Saquon Barkley, I mean the Giants, I think they finished nineteenth yeah, in Saquon scoring. Barkley, right? Barkley, McCaffrey, okay. those guys were RB ones on on teams that were about nineteenth or twentieth in scoring. And I'd, I I, mean, look, if the Falcons are going to be 30th in scoring, then Bijan's not going to be worth a top five pick. But if he is worth a top five pick, then the Falcons won't be 30th in scoring. If he's as good as I think he's going to be, I think there'll be a respectable offense. That's uh, fair. Okay, the other part of Je- uh, Joey's question was, P.S., Daniel Jones in 2022, if you were to take away weeks 1 through 6, as well as 8 through 10, as well as 12 through th- 16, and week 18, he was a top 3 oh, quarterback. God. Are we sleeping on a top 32 quarterback in 2023 with <laughs> Daniel Jones? <laughs> that was as Azer statted up as you could possibly Azer stat something. I mean, you really just dug in deep there to Azer stat. You know, Adam, there needs to come, we need to create like a, and by we, I mean the product team needs to create a, some kind of like uh, thing where you could like 
create your own Azer stats, right? Like our, <laughs> our listeners can jump in and like and then kind of ma- manipulate it to a point where they can come up with their own Azer stats. They could be a lot of fun. That was a good example of one. Um, but as far as sleeping on Daniel Jones goes, my whole dilemma with Daniel Jones this season is simply the schedule. I just feel like it could be a lot bigger. It could be a lot bigger hurdle than people realize as far as him realizing his fantasy potential. I think it could, it's going to be tough, but I think it could actually work in his favor if you look at his run versus pass attempts in wins versus losses. And if they are facing tougher competition and are losing more, he could be throwing a lot more this year than he did last year. But really, it's really a, to me, it's just about is he good? Because second year in the system, Dan and I and any Giants fan love Dable and Kafka, the Kafka, the coordinator and head coach. We love the schemes and the and the creativity. Um, there's a lot of buzz about that. It's just a matter like is he good enough? And we'll find out. I definitely want a, a little bit of Daniel Jones in my life for fantasy this year. I, I think he. I really think he has potential to have a huge season. I, I don't think it's going to happen. But we talk about quarterback breakouts. I feel like he's one of the only ones that really fits the description of a guy who hasn't really been that good, but actually busts out. You know, because Tua kind of broke out last year. If he does it for a full season, right. then he then he'll do it this year. You know, rookies. I don't really consider rookies breakouts. Uh, Geno Smith is he going to be better than he was last year? I don't think so. Maybe Purdy. But a breakout quarterback who hasn't done it yet but could have like a seriously meaningful, impactful, league-winning type of season, maybe not league-winning, but close to it, I think Daniel Jones is one of the only guys that actually could qualify for that list. Yeah, if you don't include Richardson, I would agree with that statement. Do you think that Jared Goff could be on that list? Because I, I don't see that upside for Goff. He just doesn't run So no, because yeah, I just, exactly what you just said, he doesn't run. I, I, if you're going to break out to me, you're going to be running the, you're either going to be running or you're going to break out as a Herbert type this year, like an elite passer. Right. Okay. Trevor on Apple Podcast says, baked burgers are egregious, Adam. Dan, don't ever let it go. <laughs> I won't. I would like to make the case trust. that Mike Williams is a good value relative to ADP. Mike Williams' value, Mike Williams' ADP is 71 overall in PPR. Going around players in the likes of Godwin, Ayuk, Pittman, Lockett, Kirk, Mike Evans, who all have great talent, but their quarterback situation is volatile. Um, I don't know that I feel that way about Christian Kirk, that his quarterback situation is volatile, but fine. The addition of Kellen Moore bringing the high dot to the offensive scheme would likely fit his role as well or likely fit his role well. Herbert is a regression candidate. Consensus is that the team pass rate will be one of the top in the league. Mike Williams is good value at 71. It's so funny where I've been at with Mike Williams this offseason, Adam. In our early mock drafts, I was the one drafting him every time because I completely agreed with this statement. Then I started to get off of him for the reason being Quinton Johnson scares me and what his role might be in the offense. Then I came back around because the ADP didn't really move that much, and it's still pretty damn low for what he could potentially offer you. The big issue for Williams for me, though, is a lot of reoccurring injuries to the same areas of the body. He plays a very physical style. You know, His whole game is jump up make a contested catch, get your body in the air, show off your great body control. And then sometimes you land wrong and you're out for three, four weeks or something like that. So I think the injury situation is probably my biggest concern there going all in on Williams. And I do think Quinton Johnston will have a role in the offense right away. So I don't know about that anymore because the athletic, I mentioned this on Friday, the athletic reporting that Josh Palmer is ahead of Quinton Johnston and Palmer is the one in three receiver sets. And Palmer just doesn't scare me from a Mike Williams perspective. 
Um, sure. I drafted Mike Williams in our first draft back in May, I think. And I look at that team and I'm like, ugh, I don't really like having him in the lineup, but maybe I should. I, You know what I think? I think he's going to be the same guy he's been. He's going to be really boomer bust. And it didn't warrant the third or fourth round draft pick that was used on him last year, but it probably does warrant a sixth round or maybe even a seventh right. round draft pick this year. So... Um, yeah, you're probably right. He, Mike Williams is probably a good value there. I On this list, in PPR, I would take Godwin, Ayuk, and Kirk. In this order, I'd go Kirk, Godwin, Ayuk over Mike Williams. I would take Williams over Pittman and Evans. And Lockett is so tough because of the JSN injury. Probably not a long-term thing. I guess I would go with Mike Williams over Lockett. You have a big issue with that order, Godwin. No, Kirk, Godwin, Ayuk, Mike Williams, Lockett, Evans, Pittman for me. Yeah, we're not all that close on that. I have Ayuk as the clear cut first in that list. He's a tier above the rest of those guys for me personally. Um, and then I would probably go with Williams before Godwin as well. This is for, oh, hold on one second. Dan, what are you doing this weekend? I have to queue up a sound drop. Oh, this weekend I will be doing my new favorite Do not thing care anymore. This is from Clay Chase Pool. Like, don't talk so slowly. This weekend I will be actually. Like that was a four second. Even as slow as I talked, that was like four seconds. Yeah, well, that's all you had. All right, this is a Fantasy Cops from Clay Chase Pool. Someone in one of my leagues proposed the keeper rule that if a player was dropped, their previous draft position would be erased in keeper considerations. I voted against it, thinking it would fail, but it somehow passed, allowing someone to keep Lamar Jackson around 14 because some bonehead dropped Lamar Jackson last year. Is this rule a thing? Seems massively broken and unfair. Can you say it one more time, Adam? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, so... The league passed the rule that anyone who was dropped can be kept as a free agent instead of at the round they were drafted in the previous year. So oh, Lamar yeah. Jackson is a 14th round yes, keeper. Yes, We've had this issue in leagues of my own in the past. This is a horrific rule. It has to be changed immediately. <laughs> they need to be changed at the higher. Uh, you no, know, that's true. It has to be changed immediately. It's a terrible rule. Yeah, it is. Um, we have a rule that says any player picked up after week 12 cannot be kept. That's an important start to that rule. You make that rule immediately so people don't stay. We had so many issues. People were stashing like Aaron Foster back in the day when he was like, it was just horrific stuff. But then also they have to be kept at their original value. Let's not be stupid about this. Let's do the obvious thing. This commission is doing a terrible job by allowing that. This is true. <laughs> That's a great answer. That was really great. You by the way, Adam, we need to get in. We forgot. Remember the fantasy cups I sent you earlier in the week? It's better than anything we have here. So no oh, offense. Okay. Okay. I'll, I'll squeeze it in there. I'll, I'll squeeze that up it in at there later. Get that text message going. All right, all right. Uh, this is from Jay Fun Run. Dear Sky, Chase, and Marshall. That would be the Paw Patrol. I'm pick 101 in a 10-team redraft Superflex PPR League. It is five point per passing touchdown. Which quarterback should go 101 in a five point per passing touchdown league? I have no idea how this is a fantasy cops. Let's start by saying it's that. Not a fantasy cops. It's music. not a fantasy. No, I, well, I played the fantasy cops music. I concluded the fantasy cops with the music. Now we're on to the next one. What about the great fantasy cops I sent you? From we'll do that later. Week? Okay. All, All right. right. Well, even in no matter what the format is, 
points. doesn't matter if it's four points or a passing touchdown, three points for a passing touchdown. I'll go that low. You take one of the quarterbacks with your first No, pick, but he's asking which Mahomes. one. Which one? Because I take oh. Allen in four point. I take Mahomes in six oh. point. In five point. Okay. I'll take Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going Mahomes no matter what, so it's Mahomes for me. All right, this is from Bill in a small town in South Carolina. <sighs> Love Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and hashtag Dan on the can. 12-team yeah, PPR league. Making the switch to Superflex with a caveat. We're not using traditional quarterback scoring. Instead, QB scoring is 35 yards per, the, per point, five point per Whoa. passing touchdown, and minus three points for interceptions. Am I crazy to approach this Whoa. league more similarly to a regular PPR league? with the depreciated quarterback scoring. Yes, you're crazy. Let me start by saying that. Then I'm going to give you specific advice for this scoring system. So the scoring does not change how you should approach the draft. It's all about position scarcity. When you go to Superflex, quarterbacks become the most valuable position by far because 32 start in a in a in a game, you know, in a sorry, in a week and you have 12 teams, let's say, this sounds like a 12, did you say 12 or 10? Cuz it does make a difference, Adam. Uh, 12. Read and say. 12. 12, oh, 12, 12 team super flex. You better fire off at quarterback. Cause look, let's say you have, you want to roster three in a super flex, right? You want to have two start, two to start every week and then one for the bye weeks or for injuries. So that means you're trying to draft 30. The, the optimum outcome here is 36 or draft there. 36 are on a roster and there's only three or 32 that start every week. So no, still fire off at quarterback, still prioritize it like crazy, but you can alter the ones you want to get because I think in this weird scoring format, Adam, you want the running quarterbacks way more. I know it's five instead of four. Don't focus on that. Focus on the fact that instead of 25 yards per, per point, it's 35. 35. So passing yards are incredibly deflated in this league. A guy like Burrow moves down my list. A guy, a guy like Rogers moves down my list. These types of perfect pocket quarterbacks you love that are thrown for a lot of yards are so much less valuable. So prioritize the running quarterbacks, especially the ones that can that can actually produce touchdowns, depending on how good the offense is, and make sure you don't change your strategy. And you may be in a good spot here because people may be looking at these rule chains and be like, I don't have to go quarterback. <laughs> No, they're wrong. You don't do that. You're screwed. You need quarterbacks. There's only 32 that start every week. You're fired up today. Yeah, Allen, Hurts, Mahomes is my top three in that format. Uh, Who's QB4? I would go Hurts, Allen, Mahomes. Fair. Allen, Hurts, Mahomes. I'll take Fields, Jackson as my top five. Yes. Okay. Yes. Next up. WVU DC fan in a PPR super flex league with a five-man bench. Do I draft a third quarterback? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, moving on. From Orchids. Uh, Come for the great fantasy football analysis, but stay for the cooking and life advice from Adam, like baking burgers and add mustard if you like them spicy. And that wedding anniversaries do not. (laughs) Is that what you want? I didn't miss that one. I said said that I don't like spicy food. I said I don't like mustard because it's spicy. And people are like, oh my God. I know, I know, I know. I'll tell you, my kids were eating these potato chips yesterday. Uh, I can't really describe them. They're like oil and vinegar, but they're Serrano, I think. Like they got the spice to it. And they're just like you sitting mean sriracha? there. Did you I mean think, I think the bag says Serrano, but yeah, Serrano's Serrano. a pepper. Serrano's a pepper. And, okay, okay. and a guy in Major League. But um, they're sitting there just like eating them, not even drinking water. And I took one bite and I was like, <laughs> it was brutal. So I, I just can't do anything spicy. Anyway, where's this At question? At least it appears that didn't pass down through the, the generations there. At least they, they don't have yeah, that no, gene. Yeah, they're good. Um, full PPR league. 
We already know they got your full PPR league, and it gives you one point for first down. In your opinion, does this change your drafting strategy? Um, full PPR, one point for first for first down. It should, in theory, give a little bit more value to running backs on good offenses. But no, it won't ultimately change my strategy too much. The wide receivers are still so heavily more important in full PPR leagues. Well, but keep in mind, first of all, you have to do some research on on the first down makers. Who makes them? Like, uh, Heath said there was a good formula. I don't remember what it was, but you have to do some research. You have to look up over the past few years, get a few years of sample, like which positions are producing more first downs. But also, do your quarterbacks get points for their rushing first downs? Because if they do, True. that changes everything. That is a huge deal. And this is from History Nick. Waller is this year's Sutton for the CBS boys. East Coast bias strikes again. You guys never cover West Coast teams. And when a player moves to a New York team, you instantly think he's the GOAT. Waller will be a bust at his ADP. You've been warned. You know, let me just Uh, say something, History Nick. Cortland Sutton was my guy last year. I will not run away from that. Last I checked, the Broncos don't play on the East Coast. Uh, The West Coast. Yeah. I was just going to say the same thing. I mean, they're not on the West Coast. What is he talking about? Cortland's a West Coast player. Yeah, I wouldn't call Denver the West Coast, but it's close enough. It's the mountain time zone. But Dan also thought that the Bay Area was like Seattle. So it's all good. Um, But (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't. That, That was exaggerated. It was something similar, but not quite that. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no Aaron East Coast Waller. bias here. What'd you say? There's no East Coast bias here. What are your thoughts on Waller? You know my thoughts on him. I've covered this team pretty extensively, and the entire offense is running through him right now. And so I don't really see, outside of injury, how he's going to be a bust. Yeah, I th- I think uh, he should be pretty good when he's healthy. The offense is running through him, but Bake Barkley didn't play last week, so the offense might run through Barkley, but the passing game... We'll go through Waller. We'll run through a Waller for him. we got to take a break. We've got some bad Apple podcast questions, more Fantasy Cops, and YouTube when we come back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeremy Renner returns to Paramount Plus for a brand new season of the original hit series, Mayor of Kingstown. My job is to create a balance. Avoid a war. From executive producer Taylor Sheridan, co-creator of Yellowstone. There's some new players in town, and they brought the flag. And Antoine Fuqua, director of Training Day. I know it's always been a war zone, Mike, but this is next level. The mayor is back in business. Are you warning me? You're going to find out. Mayor of Kingstown. New season streaming June 2nd, exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Here are some keeper questions from Apple Podcast. J-Mac in Kansas City. Which player would you keep in the sixth round in a 10-team league, PPR, Waller or Ridley? That's easy Waller. to tell. Waller over Ridley? Oh, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. For some odd reason, I didn't hear the second part of that. No, it's obviously Calvin Ridley. Such sorry. East Coast bias. You know, technically... No, no, no. It's obvious. I, technically, I don't know which one is... Which is closer to the actual ocean? Uh, where the Giants and, and by the way, the I don't really play. consider the East Coast the same. Like Adam's version of East Coast down in Florida is not like the Northeast Tri-State area. 
It's a much worse area for a lot of reasons. We went over this in the last mailbag, and we don't really consider them like us. You know, they're not part of us. I don't they're know who you're talking about. Wait, which which area is not in the East Coast? The South, the Florida, or the Northeast? The Florida. It's not part of the East Coast. Not my version of the East Coast. Like the, not the North tri, the tri-state Northeast Coast. There's a difference between the Northeast Coast and the Southeast Coast. Right. That's called geography. Big. But you're saying that that No, it's called how people act and 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 the things you can do in the area, how close things are. Yeah, but the, convenience, but that food. But that doesn't mean people, culture. This is this is not even a take. This is just like an incorrect statement. You're basically saying because the Northeast is culturally different than the Southeast or, you know, South Florida, which is actually very different from, you know, the South, um, that the that Florida is not on the East Coast? It's on the East Coast geographically, but I just don't like it being grouped with this. the people. Like, he's like you guys are all South Florida guys, right? And he's saying, oh, you guys have an East Coast bias. I think the East Coast bias, like, is more so up here with the Northeast. <laughs> okay. Uh, and by the way, Adam is in New York these days, but I he's am. from Florida. I quote am. This I is from, really uh, I am from, well, I was born in New York, but I'm from Florida. Jake Illini is in a super flex league with uh, one flex, yeah, one flex, one super flex. Would you keep Justin Jefferson at pick 2.1? Justin Fields at 6.1? Yes. Justin Fields at 6.1. Yes. Uh, from. Yeah, Adam got Chris in New York, which is on the real East Coast, from what I understand. Agreed. Hey, yep. uh, yes, it is. <laughs> hey, Louie, Jeannie, Mike, and Tommy. And those are 90. That's a 90s reference. Huh. You think I'm old? On, it's, that's for you, old geezer over there. Life with Louie. With Louie Anderson. Oh, actually, that's the Louis C.K. show before. His big show? No, is I think this is? is a Louis Anderson uh, show. Oh, I don't even, I barely even know who Louis Anderson is. You know Louis Anderson. You ever see Coming to America? I've heard of him and I like, know of him. You ever what? see Coming to America? No. You're pathetic. All right. From, you know I see movies, but I've seen every great TV show, so what are you yeah. going to do? 12 team, full PPR keeper league. I get to keep two at draft cost. I do not have a third or an eighth round pick, and I have the eighth pick. Uh, would you keep Justin Jefferson in the first, Jamar Chase in the first or the second if I keep Jefferson? So you can keep Ch Jefferson and Chase for a first and a second. Jalen Hurts in the seventh, Ken Walker in the 13th. We're keeping two of them. And he says, nothing is better than a grilled burger. Yeah, well, that's correct. Uh, I will say this as far as burgers go. Nothing is better than using the smash burger concept. That's really how you make a great burger. That's the tried and true way. And the smash burger concept is much better on a frying pan, like a cast iron pan, or even like a flat grill than it is an actual grill. I will agree with the general point that grilled burgers are the best version of burgers, but you don't have to go the, the smash concept with that. You can just do a regular burger on that. And overall, I still like smash burger better. But back to the question. Just keep chasing Jefferson and have a dominant one-two here. It doesn't even matter what draft capital you're giving up. No, you're going to have such an advantage. I can't pass up Jalen Hurts in the seventh. It's a super flex or regular? Because he doesn't have a third-round pick. so It's super flex or regular? It's regular. Okay, now I'm sticking with chasing Jefferson for sure. All right, I'm going Jefferson and Hurts. All right, so let's... Uh, you want me to read this? You want to read yeah, it? get it going. Okay. All right. I mean, give me, give me a little, give me time to get it up if I'm going to read it. I'm down to read it, but give me a little time because, yeah, you know, you were queuing it up. Yeah, no. So I, this is a good one. Let me get in this right now. 
I sent to Adam. Okay, it's still here. Okay, I got it. I got Here's it. the thing. Oh, I need to get in our text message here. Give me a second. Bad radio, bad radio, bad radio. One second. Here we go. Okay, this is from my friend Kevin Appenzoller, who in his friends league that I think he's also in, his friend Mark said that, let me see the original part of this text. Oh, man. Do you have the, do you have the original up? Yeah. All right. So um, Mark says, I wanted Nick Chubb instead of Cooper Cup, but I was late to the draft and it auto-picked. And the commish paused it after my pick to let people have time to join, but wouldn't go back. Total jerk. I was like, you saw it on auto-draft and no one picked after me. He said I should have adjusted the rankings if I wanted that. I even showed him a text from like three hours before the draft saying I was hoping Kelsey fell, but if not, I'd take Nick Chubb. He didn't care. All right, so that's the setup of this. Mark was drafting <laughs> uh, and wanted Nick Chubb. He got auto-picked Cooper Cup. The commissioner paused the draft after that to let people in, but refused to go back and let Mark draft Chubb instead of Cup. And then he says, it gets worse, and too. it gets worse. My other friend had the first pick, and I texted him asking him to take his full minute because I was running late. And he said, okay, and then he just didn't do it. He said he got <laughs> too excited and just hit draft for Justin Jefferson. LOL. <laughs> the last part's amazing. The first part is the fantasy cops part, though. Like, unbelievable by this commission. Are you, are you kidding me? Yeah, this bad. dude... First of all, he tells him who he would who would have taken, and he's like, "I'm going to be late to the draft, but I want Kelsey. If Kelsey's not there, give me Chubb." He doesn't make it to the draft, and he gets auto drafted. So okay, that's that's bad to begin with, but you know maybe the commission could have given him a chance, go back and to give him Chubb. But then he pauses the draft to let yeah. other people catch up for them. Like, so how bad. do you do this? So, so what bad. my friend Kevin said. My Kevin is a very my friend Kevin is a very spiteful fantasy player. Like he'll do, he's the king of the spite drop. If somebody screw like he'll just spite drop guys midweek before waivers. He's had some other uh, infractions that he doesn't like me talking about now because he did say he, he's made up for it and time has passed. But he's had some spiteful spiteful fantasy interactions. He said what he would do in this situation is get really creative. He would drop his something like drop his entire team, not pay the buy, pretend oh yeah I'll pay the buy in week two. Yeah, yeah just give me a little time. I'll pay the buy in week two, week three, and then just spite drop the entire team trade do like a bad trade what would you do adam if this situation happened to you because i know sure as hell i would not be paying for this league i wouldn't uh well i mean i like cup better than chubb anyway unless this is not PPR. Yeah, be happy with the situation but if that happened to me i probably would just suck it up and i'll, I'll tell you why because all right let's say it was i wanted cup and i was late but i got auto drafted kelsey or whatever um I wouldn't feel at that point in the draft. I wouldn't feel so strongly about being right about that pick that I would just sort of like let karma, you know, play its role and see what happens. And I would. What are you going to do? You're not going to. You're not going to play. You have to pay. You can't spite. I, I would never spite drop my team. That's childish and pathetic. So I would never spite drop my team. I just wouldn't pay for the league. I tell him you got to find someone else now to take over this team. I'm done because it's just not, not fair that they pause football. the draft for other people. I know it's not fair, what? but I know it's not fair, but you're spiting yourself. You don't get to play fantasy football. And the outcome of this completely unfair thing was not that bad. You got Cooper Cup instead of Nick Chubb. So it's it's not like he got Ramondre Stevenson instead of Nick Chubb or something. You know, something that's agreed on everything you team. said from that standpoint. He's just spiting but himself. From the principal standpoint. 
from the principle standpoint, it is still really bad. You can have your principles, but you're not going to have your fantasy league. If it's if your principles are worth yeah, it to you, then quit. It's different. <laughs> it's different for me because we're in 37 leagues and 29 of those are through work. But but um, for somebody who maybe only has one league, I guess you just tough it out and play it out. But I wouldn't rejoin that league, Adam. Like I feel like the commissioner has already proven himself to be completely unfair and unreasonable. Okay, yeah, that's fair. All right, we'll do some uh, some YouTube questions to. Uh, to finish off but um rush man says my favorite thing to do go to a party with the wife's friends and start talking about my fantasy team she loves that Uh, all right who are the best stash running backs from jared best okay uh tank bigsby i'll start with tank bigsby i'm gonna go jalen warren yeah jalen warren is probably not in this discussion anymore like he's risen so much but yeah, and maybe Bigsby isn't either. No, I think Bigsby and Warren are completely different. I mean, Warren is playing a lot in Week One and is good. You know, like Warren. Okay. I don't see a big difference between Warren and Pirine at this point. Okay, I'm gonna go with Bigsby then. I'm gonna go with Ty Chandler, who may be my favorite stash of them all, and I'm gonna go with Deuce Vaughn as a deep stash. Okay, this is from Oh Kenneth Gainwell. I don't know if she said him, but. Kenneth Gainwell. I'm not in on that. I had him last year and he killed me. I bought it that exact type from last year. Yeah. Um, Unusable. Am I crazy? Josh? By week. Okay, but that's because Miles Sanders stayed healthy. Uh, am I crazy? Yeah, to but take- now there's two guys who have to get injured. Yeah, go ahead. Am I crazy to take Bijan at the 104? No, not to me. Yesterday. Adam would say no. I, I'm just not as into it. But you're not crazy. It's a swing for the fences. Try to win your league. And I am big on if you're not first, you're last in fantasy. So you're not crazy. It's just I think the price, I just feel like the upside has been sapped by us pushing him all the way up to three or four. Charles says the best in. the best revenge would be to just win, baby. For your you're play. right, Charles. But I still then am playing in a league with an with an A-hole commish. So what? He probably sucks at fantasy. Like that. The commish. Who, the commish? Yeah, like if you're that big of a I mean, dweeb and you won't back out the pick, then you suck at fantasy. Fair. Brosy Brosum says, the fact that Adam's kids can handle spicy food more than him is crazy. Not going to lie. Yep. It is insane, really. Uh, does Michael Pittman get a bump if Jonathan Taylor is traded? No. And I think it actually hurts Richardson more than it helps Richardson by a lot. The Cosmic Realm says, saying Jersey is better than Florida is grounds for Dan being dropped from giving any other opinion. I mean, you think that because you haven't lived here and you've just seen the Jersey Shore, which is not even real Jersey people. It's fake Jersey people. But let me give you a little quick insight into what Jersey is, okay? Jersey has cultures from all around the world. You're going to have... And what does that lead to? That leads to real good food. When you have Indian or Thai or whatever, you're not getting this crap from people who are just trying to make it up down wherever you're living. These are the real people who cook it and have the homemade recipes. So there's going to be really good versions of that. Also, you don't have to drive 25 minutes to get places. Five-minute drive, everything's within your range. It's all right there. Now you also have the Jersey Shore, which is a beautiful place with great beaches. You have the mountains if you want to go hiking. You can go up north. you got skiing if you want to go skiing. It's all there within an hour radius. You can't say that about anywhere else. And guess what? Yeah, there aren't Adam. That's true. Oh, down there's one. There's like two types of. Excuse me, excuse me. Before you go, there's plenty of culture in Florida. Plenty people from all over the world live in South Florida. Place in the world, Florida. Yeah, it is a lot of culture. I think you're Uh look. Florida is a very unique state because 
the culture of Florida changes, you know, as you travel geographically north or south. But there is a lot of culture that you don't know. You really, like, you're like, you don't know anything about Jersey. You've never lived there. Apparently, you've lived in Florida, but I know you haven't. So from one yeah. of us. There's definitely a place where, where things are being made fair and equal for all people of all different cultures, for oh, sure. I didn't say that. I just said that they are there. But listen, I'm the one who's actually lived in the Northeast and Florida. Okay. So I think. Okay. You should defer and what do you think is better? Well, but I've it's never... also not fair because you've lived in like you live in bum no man's land, New York. That doesn't count. Like <laughs> you need to live. Like, it is no man's what, land. There's farms. Really there's, you've, you've told me there's farms around you. There's a. I don't live anywhere. I don't know anything about New Jersey. I live in Sleepy Hollow. It's not a farm town. Okay, they, we have a place called Stone Barn, which has a restaurant that's like four to five hundred dollars a person. It's one of those. I've never been and I never will. It's one of those super fancy restaurants and there's a farm there and all that. But it's not a Sleepy Hollow by no means is a farm town. There's that one farm there. Okay. It's a pretty no man's land area in New no, York. No, it's not. Though, let's be honest. Bro, are you kidding? Okay. We live on the on the Hudson. We're in the Hudson Valley on the water. It's a beautiful place. It's not no man's land. Um, all right, let's see if I can find another one. And I'm uh, by the way, I'm moving next week. So, you know, I, I won't live here anymore. <laughs> what are you your thoughts? I'm moving Don't stay down there. a little north uh, in Westchester. What are your thoughts on okay. stacking Chase and Higgins or Hill and Waddle? Yeah, I think the, my thought is that we saw last year that some of these passing games can be insanely concentrated, and you don't have to worry about this. Chase and Higgins in Cincinnati, insanely concentrated passing game. Hill and Waddle in Miami, same thing. So I'm good with it. I've never said this to the guys, and I won't. I don't know if I'll have time to bring it up, but I think one of the worst takes that we've had on the show this preseason is that the Dolphins solved their backup quarterback issue by signing Mike White. I think it's preposterous. And I think we forget because everybody talks about Skylar Thompson. Well, actually, Teddy Bridgewater is one of the best backup quarterbacks in football. And he was on the team last year and he carried them for a little bit. He carried the fantasy value of Hill and, and Waddle for a like little bit. Um, when Tua was out. The second time Tua was out, Bridgewater was also out. But I do not trust Mike White. I prefer a Chase Higgins stack because it's a round one and round three stack rather than a round one and round two stack. But both of those guys... I would disagree with that whole take. What, that Mike White is the Just solution? I think Mike White is a better option for Mike McDaniel's system than Teddy Bridgewater is because Mike White is the type of quarterback who can perform the Jimmy G to a style, which is hit your back foot, throw it out into space and let those playmakers run into that space. Bridgewater is a safe quarterback. He throws two, he throws once the receiver is open, he doesn't throw with great anticipation. So personally, um, yeah, I see what I did. I didn't mean to get political earlier. That wasn't a political take. It was just Adam was, was going too uh, right. hard. That's no, all good. It's all good. It's all good. I, don't I don't even believe in that word. I'm not a political guy. Don't worry about me. Yeah, that's all good. We're not worried. Um, all right. Uh, Dan on the can is uh, about to get canned. Just insane. Florida is Florida is a little nuts. There's no question. It's not as cultured as New Jersey, though. It's crazy to even make that case. It's not. You mean it doesn't have as many people from different cultures as New Jersey? That's yes. What you're saying yes. It's not as diverse. I don't know if I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, of I don't course know. that's oh my god just look at the demographics are you getting great indian food everywhere in, in florida no everywhere in new jersey a great tie great <laughs> everything like that's why i, I get like, all of that in florida about? i get you i just i don't understand you Florida. To, i drive around and i'm seeing 17 ball. chains you went to every a time strip i drive ball. around west palm fort lauderdale it's just chain after chain after chain yeah after yeah chain. you went to a strip mall that had a, a chick-fil-a and like 
you know, like a no, Panda Express. The road. And you it's said, oh, this is, this is Florida. That's wonderful. We got to go. <laughs> um, that, gosh, Nair. And Wait. I like Florida. It's fun. It's oh, warm. Yeah, it's just stop. Nice just stop. You, damn it. You, you know what? You already offended us enough. You already offended us. <laughs> uh, all right. We well, got a lot of Jersey pride. Right? It's fine. It's fine. It's a crap on Florida. We'll talk to you uh, on Monday on Fantasy Football today. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24 7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24 hour streaming channel serving non stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.